Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. And a good Black Friday out there to everybody who is making us a part of your day here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is our Survivor Series War Games Prediction Show. It is me. It is SP3. And we are not alone. We are joined here by our very special guest. You have seen her on SE Scoops. You have seen her on the True Heel Heat YouTube channel. The biggest Becky Lynch fan on the planet. And I can say that. All right. Me? She's one. I'm two. Me? It's Stephanie Hypes joining us here Hi. on the program. Stephanie, thank Hi, you guys. so much for coming in and, and talking some WWE Survivor Series with us here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Number one. Number two, who's Becky? Just kidding. <laughs> and three, I'm happy to be here. I haven't done a podcast in like over a month. So I'm a little rusty, guys. Just give me give me some time. I'll I'll work it out. I'll work the kinks out. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. It's 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 like riding a bike. You know, you know, you just you get into a flow here after we, we start talking about the first program or two, and you know, everything will be uh, everything will be good. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who is tuning in again, making us part of your day. Make sure to hammer that thumbs up button. Make sure to hammer the subscribe button if you haven't already. If you're new to the program, uh, we got a lot of good stuff uh, that's going to be coming up here on the channel toward the end of the year. And then as we carry over into year number two of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channel, uh, as we head into WrestleMania season, I did, if you missed it, dropped an interview earlier this week week with Mia Yim who will be taking part actually uh, maybe even in two separate matches Me, uh Meechin. Yeah, Meechin. Meechin, Mia Yim Meechin. maybe Meechin. I don't know they changed it on the wwe.com and that's what I I'm like, her, so I called her Meechin, and then like after I hung up the horn with her like wwe.com changed it back to Mia Yim <laughs> I don't know like so it's Mia Yim I almost what feel like because it got so much like attention I don't know. Like it's almost like there was a lot of negative about it, and they were like, Why? "People hate change." Like people hate people were cr- like the second that they ch- re like re ran uh, Rebel Heart. Like they they re they changed up Rebel Heart. It's like that was all that was on my timeline where people just pissed off about it. Anytime like, they change anything, people just. I mean, if they had, if they don't change it in ten years, it's it's getting old. So it's like, but but want? but to be fair, it was a bad remix for Rebel Heart. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't hear it. I'll be honest. I, I just mean, heard yeah. home people complaining about it. So it was, was just. Like, it, 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 it was. It was pretty bad. I, I've heard. I've heard bad remixes before. They tried to remix Stone Cold song a few times. They yeah. had bad remixes. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Song. They had That'd bad remix. They had the, the you know they had the good remixes of a DX song. They had the bad remixes DX song. They've had bad remixes for good songs. I'm a good. I'm a believer in if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So then that, yeah. that's a fair point. That's an absolutely fair point. Well, Rebel regardless, it was perfectly fine. But yes, I and I'm and I'm wondering if it's coming down to copyright issues. I I, I don't know why they would why they would feel the need Possibly. to remix it, but who knows? Who knows why they do things in this crazy world that we love that is called WWE? Uh, regardless, whether it's Mia Yim, Meechin, we talked about the Meechin thing. It's all up there right now. Check it out uh, after we are done here uh, talking about uh, Survivor Series. Before we dive into our first matchup, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. They continue to be your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, and yes, professional wrestling is up there. They had the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends all at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all year long. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That is B L E A V, Bet Online, where the game starts. A uh, relatively small card here, guys. We only have five matches. Um, and at the time of this recording, it, it is still at five. Do we think maybe Triple H adds a six? That seems to be the money spot for him when uh, he sets up these big pay-per-view cards. It's usually six bare minimum, but SP3 with mm-hmm. with two War Games matches that are going to take up a lot of time, five mm-hmm. might be the right number here. 
Yeah, I think both war games matches are probably going to be pushing an hour between yeah. the you know Oof. the entrances, post match, yeah. and everything. I think both of those are going to be an hour. So then they'll try to get you know the other three matches into an hour, an hour and change. So you're looking at the usual time yeah. for one of their pay per views, which is about three hours, three and a half mm-hmm. hours. So I, I think. They could add in a six and please, WWE, please add in a six and just make it a Survivor Series elimination match. I understand we're rebranding and we're making it about the War Games match, but don't go away from the good part about Survivor Series. The Survivor Series elimination match is a tradition that I actually enjoy about the Survivor Series. So I, I, I suggested this before. I'll, I have suggested this on Twitter. I'll suggest it here. Just throw in Imperium, Legato del Fantasma versus New Day, Braun Strowman, and Hit Row. Boom. Right there. Survivor Series elimination match. And if you don't want to put it on the main card, put it on the kickoff show. That kickoff show is worthless to watch without matches. Put a I don't even match. I don't even watch kickoff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just useless. You know, it's funny you asked that question, and I was like, well. Who would they add if they added the match? And I'm like, you have to get Imperium in there. You have to get the Intercontinental title in there. So I'm like, do they do that match? Like with Gunther? Gunther? Um, That's actually a good idea. Like that way you kind of get them in there. You get uh, Legato in there. New Day. That's actually a good idea. So if they were going to add anything, it would be nice to see a kind of a traditional Survivor Series elimination match. That actually be, that's a great idea. The the only other Thank match, you. the only other match that SP3 has, SP3 has a lot of great ideas. All right, uh, unlike us, but he the does. only other match that I think is even close that they could add to the pay per view would be Bray Wyatt and LA Knight, and that is if mm. LA Knight is alive, uh, because he was straight up murdered by uh, Uncle Howdy last Friday on SmackDown. So that would have to be a very quick recovery if they were going to do that. Um, but if you're going to have Bray Wyatt have his first match back uh, in WWE Survivor Series, one of your big four premium live events, I think that would be a good place to have it. And I think yep. that that match, honestly, that wouldn't eat up a, a whole lot of time. I think that's a match that could be a lot of fun from a character standpoint. Bray gets the big W, obviously. I don't think it would hurt L.A. Knight that much to to lose that match because it's against Bray Wyatt. I think that's really the only other match that's that's close, but it is a match that people would be invested in. The only uh, thing I have to say about that, and I actually mentioned this, I don't know where. I think it was last time I was actually on True Hill Heat. Like the the the, the booking of Bray, um, and how do you do it? And he's not this you know this this character of the fiend anymore, where he's like he can't lose. He is Bray. Um, at the same time, I don't know if Ellie Knight needs to lose yet either. If that makes sense. Like he just got up there. But yeah, you can't but have Triple, Bray lose. So Yeah. But Triple H has uh, not been shy about having uh new characters lose uh recently. I, when was the last time Johnny Gargano won a match? Can anybody <laughs> tell true. me? Uh, going once, going but, twice. but I get where stuff is coming. I would like more build to it. We've only really had one segment in the ring with them, and you know, yeah. everything that went down two weeks ago. If you're gonna have one of them lose, at least build it up where they could potentially have a big match on TV, maybe at the end of during the holiday season when they need big matches to draw ratings or at the beginning of next year or save it all the way until the Royal Rumble if you want to have a big stage for Bray Wyatt's debut and do it on a premium live event why not the Royal Rumble and then that's like two month build three month build for LA night to for LA night to lose then it means something yeah, yeah. and that's and that's fair and that that's why I don't think that match will necessarily be added plus I don't think we're going to see LA night on on Smackdown tonight um, and what what happens on SmackDown tonight, by the way, could have a lot of ramifications for what we see uh, at Survivor Series. And that will start with our first match uh, that we're going to talk about here, which is the women's war games match. You got team Bianca Belair. Against yes, girls. Yeah. Team Sorry. damage control. We know nine of the 10 women that are going to be in this match. It has highly been speculated of who the 10th woman is going to be. You've had conspiracy theorists looking at the, this hooded figure and going, oh, wait, I think I see blue hair there. 
Survivor Series is in Boston. Oh my gosh. That means it's going to be Sasha Banks. It's going to be boss time at Survivor Series. But then on Monday, Bianca Belair announced the announcement that an announcement will be made tonight of who the fifth member is. If Sasha Banks was coming back to be in this War Games match, they wouldn't being uh, would they would not be announcing it tonight on Friday Night SmackDown in Providence, Rhode Island. They're bringing the boss back in Boston, in her hometown. If that is uh, actually in the cards, if it's on the table, it would happen at Survivor Series. So I don't think Sasha Banks uh, is the answer here. You had the report from Fightful Select this week that uh, a certain uh, man may be ready to come back around in time for Survivor Series. I think that's what makes the most sense from a storyline standpoint, SP3. It started with Bianca and Becky standing shoulder to shoulder across the ring from damage control. It sucks that Becky suffered the separated shoulder and couldn't continue the storyline. But if she can come back here at the end and we can kind of bring it full circle and we get a point in war games where you get the three members of damage control on one side and Bianca and Becky standing on the other side and we can get that let's fucking go moment. I would love to see that. Then again, having somebody come back from a, a, a three-month-long, four-month-long, whatever it's been, injury, and their first match back is War Games, that's a tough ask for anybody. But I think if Becky's going to come back, she's the one that makes the most sense. She's the one that's going to get a reaction, and it's wait, and it's worth holding off on this for you know the bigger show where it's going to get more eyes and lead to more people getting the premium live event on Saturday. That's the only reason you do this whole entire storyline that's been about the Raw Women's Championship that's been on Monday nights, that's been featured on Raw in the main event spot, and you have the reveal on SmackDown. There's yeah. only one reason, and that's because one, well, two reasons. One, you you want to save the embarrassment of bringing back anybody in Boston when everybody's going to think it's Sasha Banks. And regardless of who it is, they're going to get some people that's booing because it's just not Sasha. So it's yeah. just smart to do it on SmackDown. And two, you do it on SmackDown because that's your highest rated show. And that's going to lead to people buying the premium live event. I think it's going to be Becky Lynch. Then that makes the result of this matchup very interesting because in my eyes i think damage control has to win something here they gotta win can they win they something win. please they gotta win can they, they win, win something they and have I... to come out on top in this feud we've said it from the get-go they have suffered big time losses all the way across the board here this is the big blow off they have to come out on top somehow some way but i have no faith no faith in this Triple H regime to at least book them strongly, even if they do win. So the result I see happening is Rhea Ripley being the one that gets the win for the team, and she beats Bianca Belair, and we start the journey to Rhea Ripley winning next year's Women's Royal Rumble. Stephanie, who do you see as the um, 10th? participant tonight or excuse me this weekend the unveiling tonight how do you see this match going down <laughs> um well i think that uh i think two things one becky posted she's in ireland so mm -hmm. can't be her right um yeah, because right, nobody's so, ever faked their location on social media before. So yeah, that's that's well, that's, I mean, it's it's Rebecca. She's <laughs> the number one troll of I'm not here, I'm not there. I, I already told people don't trust her. Don't trust the thing at all. Like just 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 anyway. Um so I already know who it is, but um the way I think it's going to be done is uh not I, I don't i i would like it not to be done so uh obviously number one i'm kind of hoping someone else is actually picked on smackdown uh, i'm kind of hoping it's like raquel or Liv or somebody like that just saying i'm coming out to help my friend bianca right a, a face um and then someone is taken out if you will either at the end of smackdown and you're like oh shit like Someone's out of Team Bianca. I don't know if it's Mia Yim. I don't know if it's you know Alexa. Oh, don't Bray, do it. Think about this. Don't think do about it this. Mia Yim twice. 
Maybe not Mia. Maybe not Mia. Don't do it again. I actually might. So the thought I actually had was Alexa Bliss. She's going to be on SmackDown where Bray is. Yeah. Right? And you keep seeing these flashes of him, his symbol popping up, and she's kind of like going out of it into a trance and kind of out of it and whatever. It's very possible because she is there. She will be called by him and just kind of disappear. And then they're down one, or you see them kind of confused at the end of SmackDown. Like, where is she going? Is she going to show up? Is she going to be there tomorrow? And we find out that she did not show up to uh, Survivor Series. And they're going to say, Bianca's team is short one. What are they going to do? The only other person that's going to generate a good reaction in Boston that is not Sasha Banks is Becky Lynch. And there's nobody else, I think, that could generate a positive reaction in that crowd for the women uh, because most people either want it to be Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch. Those are the two that people are banking on. So, no pun intended. I was going to say, I saw you in there. Uh, so I do believe they would save Becky's pop for the actual pay-per-view, if that makes sense, if she's the one coming back. So I would like to see them not make it so obvious. It seems like, why would they, oh, they're on SmackDown. Okay, cool, I guess. Like, why, if it was Becky, why don't they just announce it on Raw, on her show? Like, uh, well, like SP3 said, and I understand where he's coming from, it is the most watched show. That's That's the one that you're going to get two, two and a half million viewers on. And I understand that. Or it's just something as simple as they're going to announce a SmackDown superstar. And I'm looking at somebody like Liv Morgan, who has been heavily featured, I believe was used in the promo for Survivor Series. She was used in the promo for Survivor Series. And is not on the card. You And her whole big thing in this whole lead up to this has been, I'm this new, crazy, extremely Liv Morgan. Okay, Great. why isn't she in, in war, games. war Games? Correct. Um, so I think it could be something as simple as that, where they announce that it's Liv Morgan, this crazy off-the-wall Liv Morgan. I can only, y'all are setting up, set up WWE for failure. You know how I much can people only, are going to rip apart if it's someone like Liv Morgan or Raquel Rodriguez. Even if it's just a bait and switch for them, for someone else to get attacked, and then replace with the, the real person that's setting up that's setting up Becky Lynch for failure because if it's not Sasha Banks, they're gonna get some booze. They have to just expect that. That's gonna happen. I don't think it will. Yeah, I, I, I have a solution I don't think it will. by the way. I have a solution to this, but I'm not gonna bring it up until later. Um, you brought up Alexa Bliss, by the way, uh Stephanie. That is one person that I am keeping an eye on in this match because I have been waiting. Mm-hmm for WWE to do something with her is could Bray Wyatt get involved in this? I think absolutely. I actually really like the idea. So too. I I love the idea of, of Alexa and Bray being on the same channel tonight. And you know, she kind of get into that trance and she kind of disappears and that's where they kind of have to replace her. I do like that idea, but I also like the idea um, of, of them finally turning Alexa. Like, they need to I, do something. That girl, like, it just has not been clicking for me with Alexa. I'm not, I'll admittedly, I'm not the biggest Alexa Bliss fan. However, I thought she was great as the goddess. I actually liked her character work and the playground, whatever. But since she came back after getting married, to me, she has just not clicked the way she normally has. For the first time, what was the last pay-per-view? Uh, the last paper. Crown Jewel. Yeah. That was the first time she looked great in the ring. Like I, she was going off in that match. And I was like, that is the Alexa bliss. I remember. And that had been missing for me for so long. Now the character work is still lacking for me. This Bianca Alexa Oscar is not clicking for me at all. So I cannot wait for that to be done. Um, I think Sid is right in the sense of Rhea might be the one getting the pin. Because to be honest with you, if Becky is the one returning, they're going to set up Becky versus Bailey. That's that's where that's most likely going. You're right. Rhea and Bianca is going to start getting set up. Uh, I do believe Rhea will also be the Royal Rumble winner as well. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, I feel like this match is going to obviously set up 
a whole bunch of different storylines for the women. Yes. Uh, and and that's what I'm looking forward to. Because there's a lot of options. Because let's say you do turn Alexa, and Alexa's the one that costs Bianca the match. Bianca can, can beat can get beat by Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Well, that that's that's your WrestleMania match. You have time to build to that. You could, then, you could then do Alexa and Bianca. You could then yeah. do Becky and Alexa. You could do Becky and Bailey. You still yeah. could can turn around and do Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley in the one-on-one matchup and if they wanted to go that direction. There's a lot of options that they could create off of this. Yeah. And I do think that team, uh, I, I think that uh, Bailey's team, Team Damage Control, is going to win this match. I think so, too. I I don't think that they're going to be the ones that get the win, though. I do think it's going to be Rhea Ripley that gets the pin um, yeah. because of something else that happens. So they're going to kind of be like the, hey, the, hey, we won, but we were just kind of there. Uh, but that does not mean they're not going to have an incredible performance. And that's the other thing that I'm looking at from this matchup. I, I think want- Team Bianca needs another big woman. And that's why I'm saying as much as I think it should be Liv, it doesn't quite go storyline wise. I think it's going to be Raquel. And I know some people don't like that, but the matchup, the history that her and Rhea have, I think that would be a good face off in the ring. Um, <laughs> and they need another big woman like Rhea. You know what I mean? Like you kind of need that for, for looks, if you will. I'm not expecting her to do some crazy shit. It's, it's Raquel, but you know, I, I, <laughs> for, but for, that, for looks, I think that kind of takes, the attention off of what they're really trying to go for, which is the Rhea and Mia Yim, because exactly. that's why I want. I think Mia. Yeah, I think true. I think Rhea getting the win over Bianca is a long term thing, where they can still continue out with the whole Rhea and Mia thing until January, where she wins the Raw Rumble, and then you yeah. can do. You know, I like I like the idea of the uh, you know Alexa Bliss turning heel either here or you know, Raw following up, and then she's immediately the next contender for Bianca Belair. So that becomes a lot of interesting thing. I do agree, Becky Lynch and Bailey is going to come out of this. And yeah, Damage Control is just going to be used to to put over Becky Lynch's return because that's all Paul does with Damage Control. He they have the title, Sid. They did. They're all they do him. is take bumps and take L's all you know over I the honestly place. think, you know, Rick, if you ever have a chance to interview Bailey, I mean, again, now that she's back, I would love that. Yes. She tends to come go out of kayfabe. And I would really like to know if her main thing was putting on, putting over the tag titles. Like she's kind of putting herself I truly feel she's putting herself on the back burner and saying, it's not about me. I want these tag titles and EO and Dakota to kind of be the forefront. So I think a lot of people are waiting for Bailey to like break out and like be the star and be the attention. Like, and I think she doesn't want, she has, and I almost feel yeah. like she doesn't want to like in the sense of her priorities are just different. Now. And I and I get and I I get and I I agree with you. The problem is, is Triple H hasn't done a good job building up the tag team division because yeah. there aren't any other teams for them to That's defend right. against right now. And yes, maybe that and will he didn't change. Just have them win the tournament and have a reign. They and then they had then they had, they had to lose them forty one days later, and then pick them up five days later. And but regardless, I think this match could be good for those two members of Damage Control, and that's what I'm looking forward to in this match is people yes. like Mia Yim and Dakota Kai and EO Sky getting a chance to show out and yes. do what they do best. Anybody who's watched EO Sky in a War Games match knows that shit's about to go down, okay? And, and, and look, to be honest, they're going to pick War up Games some new matches. fans this weekend. They are going EO, to pick up fans. Mia Yim in those fucking ladder matches, that, well, she's crazy. Yes. She's crazy. Um, and also Rhea. Like, they, they've all done it. They've all done it in a... Uh, amazing job um to be honest bailey and if becky's there they're mostly there for pace you know they're the iron women um they're the ringleaders so or ring generals excuse me so i i just the other ladies they're, they're there to let them show out if that makes sense so yeah I, I am looking forward to it i think they have a great chance to tell a whole bunch of different stories here i do think team bailey wins um they should to be honest, because um, the faces have to 
Uh, all these stories have to come out with the faces kind of down, right? Like, okay, you guys, you guys did this to us. Now we got to get you back, and I have to fight for it, so, or whatever. So, anyway, Team Bailey wins. In yeah. my opinion, this this is the match that I'm I'm looking forward to the most uh, this weekend because there's so many different and interesting possibilities that could come out of this. Um, yeah, I think this one's just going to be uh, an absolute blast. Wouldn't be surprised if that's the one that that main evented, but I probably it's going to be the men's war game match that does. But regardless, uh, we will move on. I think they're going to, I think the women will open. I think that, and I think they already announced the men were main eventing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, So the the women will most likely open the show. Mm, Well, that might ruin my solution to the whole uh, surprise return thing, but I'll still bring it up here in a little (laughs) bit. Uh, Let's move on to our uh, first singles match on the card. It is the big blow off. SB3, you talked about a Survivor Series elimination match. I'm surprised that's the one that we didn't get here. Uh, with the OC versus the Judgment Day, this one was a, a, a slam dunk, no brainer. But they decided to put Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley inside of War Games, so I can't, I can't be mad at that. Uh, SP3, this is this is something that has now started to make the rounds that I have brought up uh, earlier, and it's worth mentioning again. AJ Styles has not won a one-on-one pay-per-view match since 2019, which is absolutely fucking insane he goes one-on-one with finn balor the leader of the judgment day does the streak continue or does aj styles finally pick up a win in what would hopefully be the start to a heat up for aj styles now you know rick people that watch uh believe i always say I want people to keep the same energy. So for our full gear prediction show, I called out AEW for Uh-oh. their ridiculous booking of the ROH four-way when it should have been a trios match because they were setting up Wheelie Yuta with the story and Daniel Garcia should have been a trios match there, four-way at final battle. So I called them out for it shouldn't be on this show. Now I got to call out WWE because this match shouldn't be on this show. There was so many different reasons why this match should have been at Crown Jewel. One, this was the logical progression of the story you were going for. AJ had been all three on one. You had friend beat him in tag team match when he teamed up with Rey Mysterio and he got left alone and stuff. But you never had the one-on-one match of AJ Styles and Finn Balor. It was logically building to that. And all AJ really needed was backup to take care of Judgment Day. You had that with Gallows and Anderson coming in. Yet Anderson has business to take care of in New Japan Pro Wrestling and got booked for a show. But no, you had to do the OC and Judgment Day there when you didn't have to. You should have hold off of that here and just done an elimination match. Called it a Survivor Series elimination match, even though it's three on three. Or you could have done four on four. I think that's something to do with me because I feel like because maybe she couldn't either go. Or do you see what I'm saying? Because well, they, she, they, she wasn't there people. yet when they went to Crown Jewel. She hadn't been introduced till the Monday after that. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't need to do that match there. You don't need to do that mm. match there. You could have hold off on that. You could have done that match. You could have done if you want to do the six man and then do the four on four at the pay per view. Could have done the six man on some of these boring weeks of Monday Night Raw that we gotten over the last couple of weeks. How about that? Mm. That would have been great, but we didn't get none of that. But now right. we got this one-on-one match when it's been logically build, building to the both uh, groups going at it. So that aside, I'm hoping AJ Styles finally wins the damn singles match on pay-per-view. So that's my prediction. So here's the other thing about this. You know, all that diatribe you just went through. We know this ain't going to be one-on-one. Like, this is just going to turn out into an all-out It's going anyway. to turn into your Survivor Series elimination <laughs> Yeah, you know Damian Priest and, and you know, yeah. Dominic, and depending on where this falls on the card, Rhea and Mia and Gallows and Anson, you know they're all going to be there. They're all going to get involved. That's just what happens in a Judgment Day match. This is going to turn out to an all-out brawl. Um, I don't think AJ Styles gets the win here I because Finn Balor is Triple H's guy. 
He's I always like, been it's Triple just H been reported that he's fully behind Finn Balor. So yeah, I mean, he. The, I believe it was Wrestle Votes who said via Louis Dangor uh, on on Gimme Sport that he views Finn Balor as a a reclamation project that he wants to build this guy back up into the main adventure that he saw him as in 2016, and I think this is why he's going to go over on AJ Styles uh, this this weekend if AJ Styles does win. Uh, it's going to be in a way that's going to protect Finn in the loss, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think I think AJ's slide might continue here into 2023, which is ridiculous. But uh, I'm yeah. actually fine with it. Give me Finn Balor. Uh, oh, here's the thing. I, I'm not a big AJ Styles fan in the sense of like, I'm not butthurt that he's losing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I am trying to figure out what they're doing with him, though, in the sense of like, is he not the guy anymore? Like, is he just not like AJ Styles when he came in was like a huge deal. And so I just feel like he's, just, I don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? He hasn't been the guy for yeah. three years. He hasn't been the guy for just, a while. I he needs to go back to SmackDown. That, is it too much to ask for to have AJ Styles just have great matches? Like, why can we have AJ Styles just have great matches. How I don't that? think AJ Styles that, what, needs to, what, a, what a weird idea, right? I don't think AJ Styles needs to be there. I mean, he probably should have won when he should have let his contract expire and he should have went to AEW. He I probably, do feel he like probably AEW he probably at this stage at, yeah, at this in his career. Yes. At this yes. stage of his career, he was probably better off just ending off his career with his friends in AEW. I just don't see him doing character work and stories like, let's say, Sami Zayn, right? I don't see him doing stuff like that. And I'm like, I just feel like AEW's a better fit for him and what he does for the rest of the first, whatever his career might be. I feel like that was a better fit because right now he's just kind of they're going along with the motions and at least he has the OC now, I guess, but I'm just like, I have no want to see an AJ Styles segment. If that makes sense. Finn Balor. And actually remember me and Sid talked about this. I don't even know when Finn Balor was looking rough. All right. Like it was, it was pretty bad for like a year or two. Um, This is the best to me. Finn Balor has looked, he looks tough. He's aggressive. He's uh, has a character like I'm like, OK, like I like this Finn Balor because like, it was a little mild. He needed some seasoning. He's doing good I, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching him with this because even with Judgment Day, when it first started, it was a little bland. But I'm really liking the way they're, it's going uh, yeah, so it, far. It took, so, it took a while for them to kind of find their groove and figure out what they were and what they needed to be. Um, and this is something that I talked with Damian Priest about, and he said that, like, look, we're still trying to figure out what the Judgment Day is, and I think they've kind of really fallen into a groove now. Um, yes. And I think a lot of that has, has helped with the fact with Triple H taking over and creative. I think this has been one of the improvements that he's made, personally. Now, let's put some respect on Dominic Mysterio's name, because I'm sorry. For the first couple of, first six weeks, Triple H had Judgment Day under control. They lost at SummerSlam. They lost at Clash at the Castle. And it wasn't until they inserted Dominic Mysterio, went with the whole online craze of the whole Dom and Rhea thing, and they went with that, that this whole thing popped off. I wouldn't give the credit to Triple H. I I go go Dominic first, then Triple H. I think taking Edge out of the equation has also helped because Edge is extremely popular right so all the focus was kind of on him now judgment day is able to just kind of run rampant on raw like it's their show kind of the way dx used to right like just causing antics wherever you know you had the the brawling brutes and bloodline on raw promoting their survivor series match and judgment day was like uh-uh you're <laughs> right like this is our show why, why are you here like i loved that i loved it i was like they're literally injecting themselves into every part of Raw. And I absolutely love that. And I love the way it's going. It, it's clicking for me now. Dominic was a little iffy at first as well. But it's clicking for me now. He, that man gets heat. Right? Do not People love to hate him. Ray Mysterio. He is, <laughs> he's the most interesting he's ever been. Literally. Like, ever. Literally like ever. His entire character up until the time that he kicked his dad in the balls was 
hey hey guys i'm i'm ray mysterio's son hi Hi, guys what's up that was that was his entire character um sp3 whatever's idea it was but right on the other show great idea separate them yeah and and all and all dominic has to do is just you know twist the knife every once in a while via promo say you know i'm better than eddie i'm better than my dad Ooh, what, on, what on monday he told uh either bloodline or brawling brutes whoever is like say what's up to my deadbeat dad over on smackdown i'm like that's in the yeah heat for the rest of the rest of the segment i was like this is great i love it anyway i think finn balor will get the win yeah. or if it turns into a team match which might actually happen uh jane judgment day will will win Real quick, SP3, where I do give Triple H uh, credit is, you know, I, I believe it was Triple H himself who said that he didn't, he wasn't about Judgment Day at first when he first took over, which is why they started eating those losses. I think he was heading towards splitting them up and doing something different with those. And then he, you know, changed his mind, was able to adapt and realized what this could be and put Dominic in the group and kind of help progress him forward. So that's where I give Triple H credit is the fact that he wasn't stuck in his ways. He did. He didn't just kill something for the sake of killing something. And he, he changed his mind and now he's developed something uh, that, that is currently working over on Monday nights. Uh, our next one-on-one matchup will be for the SmackDown women's championship. It is SP three's girl, Rowdy Ronda Rousey against Shotzi. Don't call me Blackheart anymore. SP three. Is there any chance? in hell that Shotzi has to win this match. (laughs) I can unequivocally say that Shotzi has as much chance as I have interest in this damn match. Zero. Ronda Rousey gets the win. Yeah, this Steph shit is- better be like five minutes. I swear to God. No, I'm sorry. This shit better be like one minute. <sighs> I look. I love Shotzi. I've even appreciated Ronda's growth in the Triple H era. But like, why are we doing this? I no. Let me be positive. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be my positive self. I am happy Shotzi is getting a shot at the SmackDown Women's title. She ain't winning. No, there's no. I think you no think Shayna gets involved. Probably, I think maybe Shayna gets involved. I think Raquel will get involved. Uh, you know, much like we saw this past week. I think that's what that's what you're going to see there. Um, I don't, I don't envision this match lasting very long. I'm with you. I'm very happy that Shotzi's getting this opportunity. I think, as far as the the baby faces over on SmackDown, this was pretty much the most logical direction to go and pretty much the only option that was left to go but man they need some kind of infusion over there on the smackdown women's division which is why by the way my solution if it was in the cards if it's in the cards at all the solution that i brought up to earlier about having becky be the surprise entrant in boston is if sasha banks had already shown up on the show someplace else because to me, the more logical place to bring Sasha Banks back would be after Ronda Rousey destroys Shotzi, you have Sasha show back up in Boston to face off against Ronda Rousey and call next. Because so I think me, one or two people, I, I get that. I, I like that. To me, if you go However, back, what was the root of what was the root of Sasha Banks's problems in WWE? Where did it all start? It started at the Ronda Royal Rousey. Rumble. Ronda Rousey came back, right. won the damn thing, and took her title opportunity at WrestleMania, and she fell by the wayside. And then they were like, "Oh, well, we'll give you the SmackDown Tag Team title or the Women's Tag Team titles, and then we'll, you know, we'll we'll push you guys, and we'll make sure you're in the limelight." And then that didn't happen, and then she got fed up and fucking quit. It all started when they brought back Ronda Rousey. I'm not saying about Ronda the Royal Rumble that Ronda won, right? That was the same Royal Rumble that Sasha Banks had the shortest appearance yeah, Sasha she Banks has ever had in the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. So it's almost she, like they could build off that story. However, there is I true, I'm going to say, and I don't mean to break anybody's heart that is a Sasha Banks fan. I do not think Sasha's going to be back until January. That's me. I don't think she's going to be back this year. <laughs> uh, if anyone shows up, to be honest, I think Charlotte shows up. 
at the end of that match. If we're being honest, and y'all know I don't like Charlotte like that, but I do think she'll, I, she'll be the one showing back up at the end after. That, that's the last Ronda thing Ronda Rousey needs. Is, is yeah, enough I, I, I hope not. I hope. I know, they, but they need something. I'm yeah, sorry, if, if, you, if they if don't like Charlotte, if, she at least has star power. Like SmackDown is 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 hurting. If you, the if women's you, division. If you're gonna bring back anybody at this point, I think you bring back Naomi. Naomi is the only person out of the the people that you mentioned that are that could return that hasn't faced Ronda Rousey already, and she's the only one that can come back and lose to Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey is going to be no. the SmackDown no. Women's Champion by the no, time we please. get to WrestleMania because they want to do Becky versus Ronda like they want to finally do it. Is people like, would be if Naomi comes back and loses. Do you? That, that's the point. They think that that's heel heat. They think not giving the fans what they want is heel heat. So that's going to put heel heat on Ronda in their eyes. No, we're true heel heat. Exactly. Sorry. Anyway, I just, I'm thinking about I, the heat, ladies and gentlemen. I just, and then and then you can bring it when you want to bring Sasha back. It's a logical feud right there. It's Naomi and Sasha versus Ronda and Shayna. Boom. And then she can start getting some wins. There you go. I booked it for you, WWE. You welcome. There's gonna be pissed if Naomi if Naomi loses. I yeah. look, they're gonna be pissed if any babyface loses to Ronda. Let's be completely yeah. honest. That's why I don't think Sasha <laughs> should be the person. There's, whoever's coming back, if you want anybody to come back here, they're gonna have to lose to Ronda because they want to do Ronda versus Becky. Re- regardless of that, but how do we get to Ronda versus Becky though? How would we get there? Becky wins the Royal Rumble. Or Elimination Chamber, and they could say, Rhea "Oh, Rhea has Chamber, to be the one winning the Royal Rumble, right?" Yeah, Rhea has to be. That's why. That's why I said I, Elimination I, I, Chamber, and you can pick who you want, or you can pick the mm, opposite title that uh, Rhea picked. True. Yeah, I my this my my two favorites right now for the Royal Rumble would be Rhea one, Becky two. Um, you know, the reason why I say Becky is because she would have to switch brands to to do that. Uh, unless yeah, they bring her back yeah. on SmackDown tonight because she's going to be going to SmackDown. I don't know. Um, but there's there's a lot again. There's a lot and, of options. And want. if you want to go again, if you want to actually like what you're saying, Rick, like redeem Sasha, it's not come back and you feud with Ronda because that's why she left. She don't want to do that. She did that. She She's done doing that. But if you want to redeem her, have her wait till January, come back at the Royal Rumble, and win the Royal Rumble. That's how you redeem Sasha. That's fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to see that match again because arguably Ronda's best match in WWE was against Sasha Banks. Those yeah. two won incredibly yeah, well true. with one another. Incredibly yeah. well with one another. Run that one back for me. I think most people's best matches with Sasha Banks. Sorry. That's also fair. That's Sorry, also a fair statement. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I'm interested to see what happens at the end of this match. I know I think different people will get involved. Will they be the ultimate reason why some uh, Shotzi loses? I don't know. I feel like Ronda might get a clean win, to be honest, even if there are shenanigans going on. Oh yeah. yeah. But I'm more interested to see what happens after the match or if they wait until SmackDown for someone to show up and come back. So look, who who's the SP3, who's the basketball analyst uh, on ESPN that got all the memes for him when he started doing this stuff and, and talking about uh, like the Utah trades? Who Who is oh, that? Guy? Brian uh, Windhorse. Yeah, I'm doing my Windhorse here because I'm looking at this match and I'm going, why was this booked? This was booked for what's going to happen after this match. It that's has to, why, right? I'm like, that's why? why want, no one wants to look. I love, again, Shotzi Hart. Nobody, I don't know anyone who's excited to see this. I'm happy she's getting the opportunity. I'm happy she's getting the opportunity. I hope she has a really good performance when she's in there. She ain't winning. This is not that interesting to me. What happens after the match is more interesting to me. I mean, when was the last time anybody was interested in a SmackDown Women's title match on a premium live event? Let's think about the last couple of years. Yeah, Ronda and, and Charlotte overachieved that WrestleMania backlash, but nobody was really looking forward to that after their performance at WrestleMania 38, and nobody was Facts. really looking forward to that match due to the buildup. So Facts. it's been a long time since this, and Ronda's first first reign, Natalia at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I was really excited for that. Liv Morgan's reign. Yeah, Liv and Shayna. Yeah, I was really stoked for that one. And Liv and Ronda again. Oh yeah, you know because they they tore it up at SummerSlam. 
I'm biased, but I liked when Becky had the SmackDown title. That was fun. I thought it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah uh, Becky and Bianca, they had interesting stuff with the SmackDown Women's title. And Becky, Bianca, and Sasha, Crown Jewel. That was yep. awesome. Yeah. That was an amazing little build. And then as soon as they did that belt swap shit, it just went to hell. There it is. <laughs> it's the curse of the belt swap. They they put the, the SmackDown the title on, on Charlotte, and then that, that whole freaking title scene just went to shit. Uh, let's talk about another title scene right now. The main championship for the men over on Monday Night Raw right now because they don't have a world title. Uh, this is a this is a title that's so important. Austin Theory decided to cash in money in the bank on it. He lost it thanks to Bobby Lashley. And now that we have set this bad boy up, a triple threat match, we have the almighty. We have Austin Theory. We have Seth Rollins, blonde hair and all. Seth defending the United States Championship in a triple threat match. I think Seth wins this. How does he do it, SP3? Or do you think he does it? I mean, I'm so confused on everybody in this match. Can I just say that? I just, I love Seth. I don't, I don't know who's the baby face. I don't know who's the heel. Seth is the baby face, technically. It. Seth no, is the baby it, face. It, watch that promo on Monday Night Raw this week. That was heel Seth. 100%. When, I'm, when I say he's laugh, the baby face... I, Annoying. I mean, he's... he brought up Cody. He brought heel heel tactic Ooh. number one in WWE. Bring up your bait, the one of the top baby person you that you injured. injured. If you wanted to go in the direction that they went two, three weeks ago with the whole Austin Theory cash in situation, I thought they were doing a double turn. I felt like Ooh. Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley paid off way better than Theory in that whole situation so, because they so... swapped and they became the top baby face and top heel on the show. And then this week on on Raw, it was like Seth kind of reverted back to being a heel. So I because okay, so I think there's a reason for that. So I think at Mania, I'm a, I think we're getting Cody versus Seth to to complete that. Right? I think that's happening. However, so I think they still have to keep that there, but they're booking him like a. When I say he's a face, I don't mean like, oh, I'm the underdog. Not, not that he's kind of He's the most face. over person he, in the match. He's very over. He's very popular. And that's what I mean by he's the face in the sense of most people are cheering for him to win. Um, And that's how they booked him. If you saw the way Bobby Lashley just decimated his ass, it was it was in a face-like way, if you will. Um, However, I think with this character, what's good about it is that he can really walk that line between yeah, people love me, but I'm still an asshole, right? Like, yeah. he, he's able to do that with this character very well, where it's like, oh, I love him. And then he can bring up, oh, you know, call your friend Cody on the show, right? Like, you know, he's even tweeting at uh, Dusty Ro or uh, Dustin talking about, all right, watch it, Dusty. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, he can still have fun with this. I love that. I think Seth wins this. I think Seth wins this because Bobby Lashley just decimates everybody and Austin Theory happens to get maybe the last lick in uh and takes Bobby Lashley down and Seth covers Theory or something something uh or Bobby Lashley and Theory just take each other out and then Seth capitalizes on that uh, whatever it might be you know, it's going to be in a Seth way if that makes sense so um I'm looking yeah. forward to it I think it's going to be a great match as much as I don't like Theory I really like this booking so much better than the fucking selfie thing. That was driving yeah. me insane. I was like, you don't need a golden egg and your cell phone and all this shit. Like, I really like the way his booking is going. Um, in the sense of character. Uh, so we'll see obviously where that lands, but I think Seth holds on to this title. There's no one there who should be holding on to the only men's title over there, uh, for now. So yeah. I don't know how he does it. He's going to steal this match for sure. Um, I, I haven't, I've liked the, the new presentation of Austin theory a lot at post cash in. I think what they've done with theory has been really, really good. This is the direction that he needs to go. It's almost like he's graduated, you know, school now, and he's now an adult. He is now graduated to adulthood. It's enough with the youngest, this crap. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a, I'm, 
I'm a man. I'm not 40, but I'm going to whoop your ass type stuff. Uh, yeah. He's aggressive. He's exactly what he needs to be now. No gimmicky bullshit. Bobby Lashley's still awesome. He's now in full. I'm just going to fuck people up mode because I'm pissed off at life. Uh, and that's when Bobby Lashley's in his best mode. But the money is Seth Rollins with the United States Championship. And I think this, this run has a lot of a lot of legs to it still at this point. Um, I don't think it would be smart to play hot potato in this instance. But some down the line, Mustafa Ali has got to be the one who takes it off of Seth Rollins. But the way he's we <laughs> are a long ass way away from that happening. Mustafa Ali actually has to win some damn matches before he can even get a shot at Seth Mustafa Rollins. Mustafa Ali is getting his ass kicked every week, whether it's in the ring or outside the ring. Like. I feel like at this point it's just punishment because I'm like, look, I, I know what they're trying I, again, to do with Ali. Like, but look at what know. AEW I, I did with Ricky Starks. AEW did what to Ricky Starks what they're trying to do with Mustafa Ali, but they did it better and they did it in two weeks. And Ricky Starks actually well, won that. Uh, to me, I'll be honest. So just like I said with AG Styles, I feel like Mustafa Ali would be better. Suited <laughs> over an AEW. That's just me. Well, uh, it's not a slight to him I mean, saying if, he can't make he... it in WWE. I just think it, it's a better fit for what he does. Like, and if you like, asked Mustafa Ali in January when he made a tweet, he would have said the same thing. He would have said, oh, yeah, I'm probably better off at AEW. Let me put this tweet, make my public, public request for a release. So, do you think that I'm wondering? Rick, you need to get an interview with him. Uh, I'm wondering, honestly, like, has he asked again now that Triple H is in charge, or is he, like, giving it a chance? Like, I, I really do wonder, because part of me is like, just let him go. Like, I mean, it, and I look, have to say, as a fan, as much as I want wrestlers to be happy, Mustafa Ali also hasn't done anything to get me rooting for him. Does that make sense? Like, as a fan, well, yeah, character-wise, I'm not, like, behind him in the way that I'd be like, yeah, he deserves it. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, I want the guy to succeed, but I'm not going to go buy his T-shirt. Like, I get what they're trying to do, right? They, they want they want this baby face with a heart of gold who never gives up and eventually overcomes. But at some point, he's got to overcome. He's got to win <laughs> matches. He is getting his ass beat. He got DJ Jazzy Jeffed. By, uh, by Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw in front of like a million and five people. Like he got <laughs> chucked the fuck out the way in an open challenge. <laughs> Triple H picking right back up where where Vince McMahon left off, right? Because you had Mustafa Ali on top of the ladder, and all he had to do was pull the damn briefcase oh down. Oh my god! It's still the most frustrating thing to this day. And, and and decimated him. So he looked like an idiot there. And then they they did basically the same thing on Monday Night Raw. Where he was like, "Yeah, I'm coming down there to answer the open challenge." No, you ain't. I'm getting my ass kicked by Bobby Lashley. Just go the fucking open challenge. Don't tell that's that's my doing. big issue with the whole Triple H regime. It's not even like bipolar from week to week. It could be bipolar from segment to segment. You up here saying that all oh, you know the presentation theory's been great since his failed cashing. No, it wasn't on on Raw. He ran away like a little like a little bitch from uh, Bobby Lashley. They 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 only tried to they literally tried to uh, make me forget the past couple of weeks with the great work that they've done with these three characters on Monday. They had Seth Rollins going back to all his heel stuff, reminding us of one of his biggest heel acts of injuring Cody Rhodes so he can have some heel heat on on Saturday. You had Theory, who had a great promo backstage, had a good match with, with Ali, stood up to Bobby Lashley, and then at the last minute, they were right at the finish line. They was like, no, run away. No, you're not going to win. You, you almost at the finish line. No, run the other way. You're not going to win this one do it over and bobby lashley who was supposed to be the top heel he's playing to the crowd he's he's putting the hurt lock being the world beater being up austin theory who's supposed to be a heel and then he's posing to the crowd like yeah i'm now I'm, I'm confused now it seems like bobby lashley's the baby face and he's going against two heels on saturday out of all that i'm gonna be different y'all both got stuff i'm gonna say they go with austin theory they actually are committed to trying to rehab this person because I think Austin Theory is going to be the guy that dethrones Seth Rollins. So why not do it on Saturday? F it. 
Mm. It's not something I'm expecting, but then again, I didn't. Uh, the last prediction show that we did, I got like all the title matches wrong except for the main event. So you might, <laughs> you might 100 percent uh, be right. Let's move on to our main event. It is uh, look this match. We all win. Uh, it is the bloodline. It we is all the win. Roots. Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre. These are ten men who are going to beat uh, the holy shit out of each other. Sammy Zayn's face is just. I it's just perfection. fucking everything that Sammy does is perfection. <laughs> and to me, he's the key of this entire match. How Absolutely. he's going to interact with Jay Uso, how he's going to interact with Kevin Owens. I think that this that is going to have huge ramifications on not only who wins this match, but how the bloodline either stays together or starts to fracture and crumble at the end of this match, SP3. How do you see things shaking out in this one? hear what Steph has to say. She's our guest. She's lady. Ladies first. Because I have gold <laughs> that I'm going to bestow upon everyone. See, he wants, he, want, he wants to be the cherry topper. That's what it is. Okay. Um, I, it's, I, to be honest, I have not thought about it that much. This one, in the sense of, no matter what the fuck they do, I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, just Accurate. give me Sami Zayn in the middle of the ring with Jey Uso on one side and Kevin Owens on the other. And I just want to see what happens. Just give me that moment of him being conflicted on Jay Uso and, and and Kevin Owens, and I just want to see what he does. Like I just want that moment to happen. I'll pop so hard. I, this is some of Sammy's best work, and Sammy Zayn has done some incredible things. But this is some of Sammy's best work, character wise, and I just and storyline wise, and I I absolutely love it. I don't know what to, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I, don't I, I think the bloodline wins. I just don't know where we're going. Um, is this where it all blows up? Is this where Sami Zayn has to choose a side uh, as far as KO and the bloodline? Um, I don't know necessarily if, know. if Sammy is going to have to make that choice. I think the choice ultimately is going to be made for him and, and SB three, I'll, I'll say my little bit and I'll let you deliver your, your, your golden nugget here. Um, nugget. I, I think there are two different ways that they could go with this, depending on what they want to do. Either Sammy takes the L here, um, which embarrasses the bloodline and, and fractures that relationship or Sammy wins the damn match. And then his head gets so big after this that mm -hmm. it starts to be the fact where he thinks now being a part of the bloodline is, you know, not big enough for him. And his ego starts to overinflate. And then Roman Reigns has to step in and, and kind of check him. And that's, you know, where, where things kind of start crumbling from that point. Uh, because Sammy has a history of putting his, his foot in his mouth uh, and, yes. you know, talking his way into an ass beating right and i think that might be a direction they <laughs> could go could be a direction they could go um but in the end i i do think that this is a match that everybody is and we're focused on Sami Zayn. everybody else in the brawling brutes is in that team is focused on roman reigns and getting the win on roman reigns so could that be an ultimate factor where everybody's focused on reigns that they don't pay attention too much to the other four members of the match. Does that allow the bloodline to get a win here? Maybe getting somebody like Solo Sokoa, the pinfall victory here, could be big for him. There's a yeah. lot of interesting stories that they could tell here, SB3. What I do think, though, that the Brawling Brutes are going to get the win. I think Sami Zayn takes the pinfall here. Ooh. Where are you going? What's your, what's your nugget here? Now, I love a matchup at a pay-per-view premium live event where you have to listen to the promo work to hear what the finish is going to be. And oh. also with the war games match, like I do, like I said, with the women's war games and how I thought that was going to pay off, you wanted to kind of, you know, help, help, uh, you know, make things going for the weeks to come as you go into the holiday season, go into the new year, and then you got the Royal Rumble. So you want to set some things up as you go along there on the road to WrestleMania as well. So I think the outcome was said in the promo on last week's SmackDown when Sami Zayn told the team Brutes that he guarantees the bloodline is going to win war games. He actually puts it on his status as the honorary Oos. 
So you want to set up a scenario where it creates a very interesting scenario in the bloodline because the whole story here is about the the whole bloodline storyline and the situation, the tension between Sami Zayn, his spot in the bloodline, his tension with Jey Uso, the whole tension with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns as well. So you want an outcome that plays into all of that as well as you want to set some people up on the babyface team to actually be challengers for Roman Reigns coming out of this. So I think the outcome is Sheamus defeats Jey Uso because of what Sami Zayn said. Jey Uso needs to be the one that takes the fall because coming out of this is who's Roman Reigns really pissed off at? Jey yeah. Uso for taking the fall or Sami Zayn for guaranteeing the win and putting his status as honorary use on the line. Because Sami Zayn said that, now he doesn't have to take the pinfall. He just, his, he, it's all about the bloodline winning. It's not about him taking the pinfall and losing. That's too easy. That feels like it's too easy coming out of this pay-per-view. We know, oh, Roman Reigns and them, they're going to turn on Sami Zayn sooner, sooner rather than later. It's going to be next week, the week after. It's coming soon. But if Jey Uso takes the loss, it becomes the question of who's Roman Reigns really pissed off at? And Sheamus needs to get the pinfall because I think Sheamus is going to be the challenger for Roman at Raw Rumble. And that's a Sheamus spot that is. I agree. I think Sheamus is too, especially if they have that face-off in the ring and the way the crowd popped. I think Sheamus is next. I, I'm thinking. Because if Jay gets the pin, my automatic thought is Roman's pissed No, Jay takes the losing. loss. No, yeah. Sheamus Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, if Jay takes the loss... Roman should just be pissed at him, but he might also be pissed. Maybe he's pissed at both of them. And he also said that Jay is Sammy's responsibility. So it's yeah. so many other things. Ooh. So it's all all of those things. That's why I said I feel like Jay has to be the one to take the loss. Does Jay take the loss on purpose? Do, do it, <gasps> no, he no, takes no. it on purpose. I don't know if he would do that. Would that would be right in his death sentence? But the, the thing I thought of is because the roar games usually is by surrender. So if they want to bring that back, you have Jay being like the Texas Cloverleaf from Sheamus, and Sammy surrenders on behalf of Jay. Mm. See, oh, because if you think about any time that Sammy has lost in the last few weeks, or at least you know, especially how he lost. Uh, in the World Cup match against Butch, it's because Jay got involved and and blocked the Haluva kick and and messed him up. What if there was a kind of a reversal of that where Jay's going for a win, Sammy gets in the way, and that's what costs them the match. So again, it comes down to who is Roman Reigns pissed at? Is he pissed at Sammy for uh you know causing the loss, or is he pissed because Jay Uso uh, took the L and didn't kick out or or whatever it is? A lot of lot of interesting angles you could go with this. So um. In none of these, though, are we talking about KO and Sammy? Is anything... I feel like they're going to get their shine in the matchup. All you have to do is just have a couple of stare-downs, a couple of moments where Sammy has to make a choice between attacking KO. I feel like they're... I don't know if they're going to even touch, really. I feel like they're going to tease the the touching and the, the confrontation between them, but I don't know if they'll pay off on it. But I think they're just going to have their moments in there. And I think they to put over uh, Kevin Owens in this, I think that Roman Reigns should just be running away from Kevin Owens this entire time because of how Kevin Owens can so easily get the stunner off on him. I think that puts over KO. So if they do want to book Roman for another pay-per-view after Royal Rumble, I would book him in Montreal at Elimination Chamber against KO. Because Ooh. that would be perfect because coming out of war games, I think that the outcome of the Roman Reigns question is Roman Reigns does choose his blood, Jay Uso over Sammy because the Sammy was Jay's, you know, he was Jay was supposed to be his responsibility. He put his status as the honorary Uso on the line. They take him out and then he's written off for a few months and then he comes back in Montreal. Because imagine the pop oh, if he Jesus. comes back in oh Montreal God, and he has his own insane. theme music. Come on. That'd Give be it insane. Me. It'd be nuts. And what if him and KO are the ones who dethrone the Usos? I think they will be. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. This it has to be, been, right? It's been in the stars for months. And I, yeah. look, I, I, I think Sammy is also a real contender 
to to be the one who dethrones Roman Reigns. But the problem is that ain't going to happen for a long ass time. I mean, Roman Reigns could still be, I mean, by SummerSlam next year, he could still be the the Undisputed Universal Champion. So it, it's a long way down the line before we he even get might. there. I think so they're, trying, they're trying to hit a thousand. They're trying to hit a thousand yeah. dates. Oh, they'll hit a thousand mm. easily. They'll hit a thousand by WrestleMania. Um, but like you have a long, a long enough time here to where you could do the KO Sammy tag team title run yeah. and then do world champion Sammy Zayn. You got that much time to where you could do this. Uh, granted, you know, unforeseen circumstances, you know, ruining any kind of long-term plans because shit's going to happen, you know, but <laughs> Yes, I do think I think that's your WrestleMania match for the tag team title. Sammy and KO beat the Usos at WrestleMania, and we finally get the tag team title reign that we've all wanted. Uh, Stephanie, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, where can uh, people follow you? Find the stuff that you're working on. Uh, give it. Give yourself a big old plug. There. <laughs> uh, well, you can find me on Twitter for now. I guess Twitter's still around. Yeah, Twitter's uh, still a thing as of this recording. Twitter's still a thing. Uh, at Stephanie Hypes, Instagram at Stephanie Hypes with two S's. And um, I guess I'm on Hive now at Stephanie Hypes. So I guess. What is Hive? It looks like it's like Twitter and Instagram had a baby and they called it Hive. Okay. And it does look a lot like Twitter, but it's it's new. So, like, you know, it has to get going, I guess, or whatever. All but right. I guess I'll check I have it out. I, I go on there like things. once a day, maybe. So, uh, it anyway, it's at Stephanie Hapes. Uh, I plan on we plan on being back on Serving Face and Hills next month. Uh, so I'm excited about that because it's been way too long. Um, and a lot of stuff's happened in women's wrestling since. So, uh, I would like to get back to it. And, um, I just want to do a quick shout out. Can I do a shout out? Yeah, sure. Um, my wrestling club shirt on. So shout out to the wrestling club and Victor. Those are my peeps. Uh, I'm friends with them. I'm meeting them at Mania next year. Nice. And uh, we made some things happen for them. Uh, I helped make some things happen for them, which I'm really happy about and can't wait to meet them. So just a shout out to them. Very cool. SB3, what can people expect on True Heel Heat in the coming days and weeks and years? <laughs> Damn, he's me years, on years, oh, for years, y'all, for years, y'all. Uh, well, later today, I think when this drops, I guess it's Friday. Uh, yeah. so you, yeah, it'll be out. Friday. It's Black Friday. Friday today. Black Friday uh, edition of AE Ramble as we review AEW Dynamite from this week. We didn't do it on Thursday. We're doing it live on Friday. So join us live uh, later today. Yeah, uh, subscribe over to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Check out True Hill Heat 202 tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll be discussing the weekend wrestling and previewing WWE Survivor Series War Games once again. So check that out. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button, guys, if you've enjoyed the show. Also, hit subscribe if you're new to the channel. We got plenty more coming down the line. Uh, Jeremy Bennett and Matt Black will be back with Lost in the Midcard Monday at 7. Uh, SB three and I, uh, assuming that, uh, I don't take another step backwards in my month long illness here. Uh, we'll be back in our regular time slot two fifteen on Tuesday and, uh, yeah, check out my interview with Mia Yim, Meechin, whatever the hell her name is. Uh, it's up there Mia right now. Good stuff. Mia yeah, it, Yim. yeah, there you go. Say that four times fast. It's all up there right now on the channel. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy survivor series. We'll be back next week. You've been, uh, watching or listening to a, a very special edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Carry Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.